Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. Welcome to this practice on Mayi Mala. Now, malas are not the malas we wear around our neck as jewelry or we use in japa practice for mantra meditation. These malas come from Kashmir Shaivism, which is a tantric perspective on practice. These malas are said to be stains or impurities over our hearts, our minds, and our body that limit ourselves in being defined by our feelings, our thoughts, and our behavior. Anava mala is the mala that is over our heart that keeps us stuck in I am my feelings. The um, mai mala, which is the mala over our mind, is influenced by that sense of smallness of self, that unworthiness and that defined by our feelings that cloud our ability to see through our mind and we get stuck in I am my thoughts. There's that expression, I think therefore I am. Well, when all thoughts subside, who are you? Who are you when you're not trying to be somebody? And so this maimala, this stain or impurity of the mind, distorts our perception of difference between ourselves and other, ourselves and source or divine, ourselves and consciousness, that there is this separateness and that it is said that Maimala is knowledge that is seen through this distorted lens and through our dis- stain of our lens, we start to perceive a certain bias that influences our thoughts, a judgment as well as prejudice that creates this perception of separateness or an inability to see union. So this feeling very alone, very disconnected, or even abandoned, our mind vacates its home. And there's this then thinking that we are alone, and then therefore feeling that we are alone. And there is that sense that we reduce ourselves and become attached to that limited smallness of ourself. Now this then encourages us, especially if we look at our phone and starting to look at social media and and look at this compare and despair, this sense of looking at other people's lives and thinking, I don't belong to that. I don't feel connected to that. And I feel separate. And that then opens up this whole avenue of jealousy, envy, anger, and this disdain in which we start to notice our thoughts being clouded by what we are valuing. And this is a conditioned way of thinking either through our family, our culture, our religions, you know, our social um, interactions. And we, you know, acknowledge that we need to belong to a tribe. We want to belong to a tribe. This is how we survive as humans. But that also gives rise Um, to racism, sexism, classism, ageism, and other ways we perceive difference and feel very threatened by it. So this maimala creates the stain in the way in which we perceive ourselves and and the world around us. 
that is also influenced by the stain of our heart and then it influences how we feel. So there's a few analogies that we start to work with to kind of understand Maimala and how we perceive difference, but actually how we're all the same. One I really like is we all have different candlesticks and those candlesticks are made of different things. Like mine might be beeswax, yours might be another wax. And there is these ways in which um, we're shaped differently. But there's a flame on mine and we I light your guys' flames. And there's all of a sudden a realization that is that flame the same flame or is it now different as it's on individual candles? Even though our candles might be different sizes, shapes, and made of different material, that flame is the same. And that kind of sense of saying namaste is, is that you're honoring the light that you see in yourself in other people and that you see that connection that actually creates that unity that we all share that sense of being spiritual beings having a human experience or even human beings having a spiritual one and so there is that sense of um, dissolving the stain of that maimala and seeing that fundamentally we're all the same there's another analogy which is one of a continent with many mountains and most of these mountains are underwater however a few pop up over the surface of the water and these peaks are perceived as islands. Now, if you've never looked below the surface of the water, you'd never think that they'd be connected. So this sense of I am my own island and I'm all alone is just that perception, that misidentification um, and the thoughts that keep us in that separateness, that we don't actually go deep and see how interconnected we are. So this way of practicing, of taking our own inventory, self-reflecting and looking at what is going on um, in our mind sheath, in our heart sheath, and seeing what is stuck and how are we you know, thinking, what are our thoughts trying to say? You know, how are we defining ourselves or limiting ourselves or even labeling ourselves? How are we investing on our own island and then perceive others and maybe they have better buildings and they have better posture and, and they seem like they're meditating a lot better and their lives, you know, all of a sudden there's this kind of giving rise to judgment of giving rise to criticism. And, but if we sit on our island and a storm blows everything that is on our island, fundamentally, what we are is that same continent. So our practice is one in which we become still and embracing our own humanity. Um, our mind's function is to think and to give it some space to think and then directing our mind to be more focused and disciplined and giving it something to think about. And so our practice, as most of us have been practicing this way, um, according to the Yoga Sutras, that to turn your mind to your breath awareness first, then you cultivate sensation, then you create and meditate on light. And as you bathe in that light, you contemplate a stable mind. 
And in that stable mind, you awaken to that pure consciousness of now. And in that now, eventually, you notice that there comes a time where your soul is done through that phase of contracting and reducing yourself to, I am my thoughts. And there begins a turn inwards towards your own inner expansion beyond those fleeting thoughts and that mind stuff. And that there is this awakening and there is this sense of clearing the mind and being able to expand into the reality of all things. That greater sense of consciousness that we dissolve into and lessening the human doing, the human thinking, and learning how to just be. And they're said is there is this shaktipata, this descent of grace and power that is blessed as you create a clear line or pathway for it to enter. And there is this rebound of energy that awakens within you and you feel this kind of um, freedom from the bondage of your feelings, your thoughts, and your actions. And this sudden awakening is said to be experienced as this bathing in that light of compassionate love and noticing the, the blissful surges of unsurpassed joy flowing through you. Or this ascension of um, power and grace awakening to you, this surge and explosion of unsurpassed joy. So um, it is said in the text, either you feel it just like a blanket and or this um, quite explosive reaction. Now these are certain awakenings, but it's not enlightenment. It's just ways in which inspire us to continue to practice, to allow our thoughts to arise without getting misidentified, to see into the truth of all things, of not just who I am, who you are, but what we are, what we will always be. And it is said to be that consciousness, that pure consciousness, which is the underlying layer of all creation. We are a part of it, and it is a part of us. And that we clear our minds and it ac accompanies us to all of our roles, our duties, our responsibilities that we have to do in our day. So we practice in the morning to clear the Mayimala, the mind lens, so we can actually see clearly throughout our day and to do our day as best to our ability as possible, connecting to a clearer heart and what is motivating us, what matters to us most, what do we care about, and what is most essential. So our purpose of sadhana, our purpose of practice, is really to remove the stains that limit us to our feelings, our thoughts, and our actions, and that those malas that obscure the trueness, the light of our true essence, the light of our soul, the light of our being, and through our results of our practice, hopefully today, you will feel that clarity, that clarity of thought that opens you to a deep truth in which you can rely on and entrust in that you are motivated to seek um, greater fulfillment, a deeper contentment within yourself and knowing how to free yourself from the bondage of your um, limited self 
and feel that freedom as you connect to a deeper purpose to your lived experience. So with that being all said, as we come to sit, I'm going to ask us to just do some point-to-point -point breathing, disciplining the mind to be able to enter meditation. So as you bow your chin, inhale. Draw your breath down to your pelvic floor, and as you exhale, lift your chin. Now feel how Jaladar Bandha, Jala means water, can help regulate the inflow and regulate the outflow. Notice the subtle chin nod, trying to capture your mind's eye attention and draw it in, following the inflow, and then following the outflow. You'll also notice the other bandhas. As you inhale, your breathing diaphragm presses down, therefore your pelvic floor um, diaphragm presses down. And as you exhale, your pelvic floor breathing diaphragm ascend up to push the air out of your lungs. And as you inhale, they draw down. So notice how Mula Bandha helps us send that breath up. And then Uddiyana Bandha encourages that sweeping upwards as well. As you inhale, descend that prana down. And ascend that prana up. And remembering that prana, your vital energy, uses your breath as a vehicle. So as we deliver this vital energy in, sense prana entering. This prana is inherently healing, inspiring as it draws in more light, and from that light, feel its heat as it is transformative. That physical heat, energetic heat, and mental heat of concentration. Trying to wash, clear, and release that which is distracting. or staining the lens of your perception. Inhale, bow your chin, draw prana down, and ascend prana up. Now you'll probably notice the mind wanting to wander, to make a judgment, to criticize, to fantasize. But notice what is between you and practicing right now. What thoughts keep on percolating up to the surface. What is the mind saying? A 
as you start to dissolve that ignorance and see how your ego becomes tethered. I am my thoughts. How it becomes attached to certain stories. How it resists certain thoughts. And what are you afraid of? So noticing all these mental emotional afflictions we call kleshas. I just keep on staining the lens in our perception. And as you keep turning your attention to point to point breathing, using the breath, the pranic sensation and its light to clear the lens of Maimola. Notice that it's not necessarily needing to stop thinking. Rather than develop a capacity to recognize when thoughts are happening without getting lost in the storyline. And when you become aware of thinking, you might use a soft, friendly note and just smile at it and go, thinking, thinking, or interesting. Interesting. Without judgment or more commentary, gently return to the immediacy of the moment of drawing breath down as you inhale and drawing the breath up as you exhale. Feel that you're clearing the Shashumna Nadi, the central channel, and preparing for this Shaktipata, this descent of grace and power. Letting your breath be the foundation of your meditation.
Now hook your fingers in front of your chest. Pull, creating Ganesh Mudra. He is said to be the remover of all obstacles. His lovely consort, Saraswati, is the goddess of all knowledge, wisdom, and skill. And we create this intention to skillfully wash the lens of our mind and remove the obstacles that prevent us from seeing not just who we are, but what we are, what we truly are, what we have always been. So as we pull, roll your shoulders back and down, we're going to do five Brahmari Pranayamas. Inhale. Notice that profound wakefulness. That quality of pranata, that all-encompassing fullness, wholeness, oneness, completeness of being. A dissolving of the boundaries or bondages that keep us separate. Feel how you feel a part of everything and everything a part of you. And now notice what is awake. What is watching. Notice that wakefulness, that receptive awareness, a tender attention. giving the mind these words to clear the lens of Maimala, be the witness. I have a body. I value my body. I am more than just my body. I have a mind. I value my mind. 
and I am more than just my mind. I have thoughts, emotions, memories, a lifetime of experiences, and I value them, and I am more than all of them. I am the one who is aware. I am aware of all changing life experiences. I welcome myself just as I am. I welcome my life just as it is. I welcome my experience abiding in my true nature, pure being, which is joyous, loving, and always free. I know I can trust on that deepest truth inside me. I can rely on which is my true nature. I allow this belief of my true nature to unfold true freedom from suffering. I clear this lens and I can see lasting fulfillment, deep contentment and liberation, stillness that has no opposite, love that knows no opposite, joy that knows no opposite. I feel this to be true. I can see, I understand, in the light of pure consciousness I heal, grow and flourish, I am safe, I am loved, I belong, I am connected. I willingly rest in the timelessness of now.
remain still. Notice what is awake as the body, energy, and mind bathe in the light of your loving awareness. Sense a transparency and a clarity. Yet you feel whole and complete as you are. Sense that I-ness that is seeking to see you. That I-ness that is wanting to recognize itself as you. That light of consciousness that is celebrating your human experience. As you bring back this stillness, this wholeness, this fullness of being, may it influence all your thoughts, words, deeds as an expression, as the highest self, your birthright, which is joyous, loving, and always free. Bring your hands into prayer position. Use these words as if they are your own. Let my life force be linked to my heart. Let my heart be linked to the truth within me. May that truth be linked to the eternal. That eternal grace which surrounds me is within me as me. And that works with me and for me to wake me up to its presence in everything, everyone we are all interconnected. And perceive a clear mind, an open heart, and a strong vital body. Open the eyes, lower your hands, and softly gaze, absorbing the residue of that practice. and take that clarity of insight into all your duties and responsibilities today to go do your dharma, your life well. I thank you. Namaste. If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.